district of Algoma. That real. That was a new sign. We, uh... What does that even mean? That real. I don't know. It's like the Dufferin Mall sign that said, really? That was just... Yeah, but that, at least it. that was some humor in there, possibly. Say that one's not far off. Anyway, maybe we'll do some investigating and get to the bottom of what the new Algoma sign really means. Maybe. We are on a multi-day mission to Sudbury and Sault Ste. Marie. Magical mystery tour. A little bit. So our first stop having left Toronto at 6.30 this morning or thereabouts. Uh, with some trails in Sudbury. I'm looking at Jessica because I can't read the piece oh, of paper. Oh, so sorry. I didn't know you wanted me to say the name. I missed my cue. It's alright. Snoozing on the job here, looking out the window at the pretty <laughs> trees and rocks and another cone. Um, we were at Lake Laurentian Conservation Area. Sorry, Jamie. Yeah, Lake Laurentian, Lake Laurentian Conservation Area. First comment from me is it is when I, we were approaching it I was watching the distance countdown and I was thinking like that means that this trail system is 400 meters from the highway that is not possible or if it is possible it won't be any good and it was 400 meters from the highway it truly was like there was the turnoff to uh, start to go west towards Sault Ste. Marie and it was like right there. Yeah. Um, so that was the first little thing is it's so easy to find. And we've ridden Walden, Walden trails before. I think so. Um, which are also off the highway but not not that simple. So this is like a literally a, a 30 second detour off the main highway. So that was the first thing. The parking I think they're working on because there's a sign saying new car park coming. But at the moment it's kind of on a residential street but there is a turning circle and subsequently there are no washroom facilities. Um, there was a garbage bin though. There was a garbage bin and a it wasn't map. wasn't nothing. And a little dispenser with trail maps in which was quite useful. Uh, I think next, they even had dog cleanup bags they did too. Dog poo bags. So they actually had a few things going for them. Um, a few little treats. And the Conservation Authority also had a sign saying don't in the early spring, don't ride on the trails if they're saturated because uh, it doesn't do them any good. So, I, yeah, and I don't know, worded in such a way that wasn't particularly offensive. So, I have been looking at this place on and off for a while, and one of the things that I was curious about is it's relatively small geographical area. But like a lot of Sudbury is rock slabs and lots of them. Um, and I was curious because there were quite a few short black runs. And I think it was an industrial area at some point because there were some old derelict buildings. Uh, there was an old football pitch, which has now got trees growing on it. But there's like goalposts at each end. Was that right when we entered? Yeah. Right, right. And just to say that we did enter, I guess we should mention that, bless you. Excuse we me. entered on Ida Street or Road. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, Ida Street access point. Because um, there's multiple access points. 
so yeah, I think there's some industry been there before. There's like some burnt out cars, there's piles of tyres, there was, you know, some old buildings. Um, a couple of curious things, on the top of one of the rock slabs that I was desperate to get to, there was a white cross, and I might use it as a thumbnail, which I thought was maybe like a crossroads for the trail systems, but it wasn't, but I'm not entirely sure what it was. So I... Sometimes it's to mark, like, if somebody's passed away there. Yeah, it wasn't a religious cross, it was like a, um, so it wasn't, it was an, it was a cross that was like a plus sign in the sense oh. that it was equal distance each line. Oh, so okay, way off. So it wasn't that kind of cross. Um, yeah, weird, I'm weird, but I might use it as the thumbnail. Um, Walden Mountain Bike Trails, I think, did a bit of, have done a bit of trail maintenance here, or a lot of trail maintenance here, and they've done a fair amount of upkeep, so on most of the trails there's very little, if any, signage, but on the rocks there are little cairns built, so little stone pillars of rocks, or... But we call them anookshooks. No, the anookshooks are like mini stone hinges, right, where it's two stones. Oh, these are ones that just go straight these up? These are a pile of rocks, which in England we call them cairns. Which but, you have told me before, um, sorry. And they use them to mark the way in the mist on mountains, but it was useful up there, and actually couple of spots where you drop off the rock and the rock drop was just unpleasant. They put two cans so you can go between the two. Oh, okay. Um, they'd also put some white spots on some of the rock slabs, but the rest of the trail markings, you have to use trail forks or just ride around and figure out one, one or the other. I did a bit of both today. Um, it's too stoppy starty otherwise. So yeah, so that was that. <clears throat> so you go in on a multi-use trail and then you kind of go off left on what they call the easy way out. Well, that's the way I went in. The easy way out is uh, straight out of the gate, cold. It's uh, interesting. It's quite <laughs> rocky and bouldery and wide and not particularly dangerous, but I wouldn't say it was super easy. Um, so I followed that and then picked up a blue, a uh, little bit of tricky route finding, followed the blue from the top to the bottom, um, I'll put the trail names in the description, um, and I right from the start spotted this big rock slab which I know has a trail each side on it, so it's got an out trail and an in trail, and I wanted to ride both of them, so I found my way to the slab with a bit of tricky route finding, and then I rode one way all the way down, rode all the way back up the easy way down, which is not easy, and then did the other side, and then um, did a couple more blues, and then came back out on the wide trail where I bumped into you, so um, yeah, I spent an hour and a half and did four and a half miles. Was riding wow. the whole time, and a little bit of pushing, but no, it was a little, little bit of it was getting my head around the rocks. Um, but the trail fight, the route finding was a bit difficult, and the trails were quite hard actually. Um, so I would say, like we talk about the rating of these trails, I would say the greens are harder than normal, the 
blues are about the same as they are where we normally ride and the blacks I think the rock just increases the exposure and the chances of hurting yourself if it goes wrong but actually the, the blacks weren't terrible um, there was a couple of I think there's some double blacks around Sudbury that are big jump trails I didn't come across any of those today in this place it was all just sort of technical chunky stuff um, what I would say is on the downs um, and I did use a GoPro today which I don't not been doing but um and we might i might put a short video together of this trip on our youtube channel which is the same name as our podcast channel but the descents were rough and i was going quickly and i think the fact that i am lucky to ride the bike i ride which is a high pivot bike i think it helped because there were a few things where i actually cringed expecting to smack the frame on the rock and i didn't so Thanks to the DV8, I did okay. Um, you did say you were happy to, quite happy to have your DV8 today. Yeah. Uh, it was excellent. It did well. So, uh, yeah, so incredibly beautiful. You could definitely spend three hours there and still not ride all the trails, even though it's a small area. There's some nice rocks to hang out on at the top of the hill. Um, you can get a bit of an insight into Sudbury's history. I think it's industrial history. Somebody's built some like cool little lines with some features, which are like little drop-offs and small jumps and stuff near the car park if you just want to warm up or mess about. Um, <clears throat> I think that's it. I think the only other thing is when I came out, it's quite easy if you pick the wrong route down out of the riding area to end up on the no bike trail or the walking trail. Um, I don't think it matters, but just there wasn't anybody there today but just just a bit of careful route finding I guess to avoid any conflict there um so I have a question yeah the Lake Laurentian loop which yeah. on this map tells me that it's 10 kilometers yeah um is that multi-use uh I don't know you need to look at the I don't think it is actually I think the mountain bike trails are kept away from those that's uh, what I walking trails that is exactly what I was kind of gathering and uh, I just wondered if you knew for sure or not because that does look like a lovely loop but does not look like it is for two wheels. No and I think this place again is um, hiking and skiing, cross country skiing. Yeah I see Nordic Centre for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think you know the mountain biking has come along a bit later on and they've accommodated it and they've done a good job but it's it's definitely not you know, not like Walden where we go where it's got its own way marked mountain bike trails this right. is definitely they're kept kind of separate yeah and I like the places where there's no signs and you don't know what you're getting some of the time not all of the time I thoroughly enjoyed myself in there today and I would welcome a trip back there spend three or four hours in there. Right, right. Well, I had one or two little bits of audio myself. Probably of a total of not even 60 seconds. Should we add that at the end? Or We're going to add that somewhere. Okay. Or not. I don't know. No, we'll add it. Um, I just wonder where you wanted me to add it. Oh, well, we'll figure that out, I guess. It's a new adventure. Um, 
so I actually did set off on my mountain bike today. I'm already, I'm very pleased that we took my mountain bike. It was a bit of a debate and a decision. Um, but it, like for example, today it would have, just to get into the spot where I was, it probably would have taken me the entire time to do so. Yeah. Um, so having my bike was fantastic to just, you know, cruise on a, on the easy walking trail straight in a little ways. And, um, so in, for in and out purposes, it was great. I, however, did not do a mountain bike ride today. I was on a hunt. <laughs> the big hunt. Could have no, been a bear hunt. There was bear That's sorry. true. That is true. And I was a little bit looking over my shoulder <laughs> when I heard the leaves rustling. Um, but no, I did not see any bears or any real animals for that matter. Not today. Although we did see a raven on the way up, and then we did see a heron on the way out. Yeah, I'm not sure what he was, that heron, but he was of that family for sure. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I... the Going into this forest, I very first off noticed it is just birch trees galore. Um... Yeah, holy smokes. Young ones, too. Um, so, what did I find? I found some birch bolites. There you go. Um, Which you've been looking for, to be fair. Well, I'm on to oh, a few other varieties of bolites um, that I would like to continue to find and continue to learn about because there's many different kinds. Um, we had found the scabers, the orange or red cap scaber stalks uh, earlier this year and I was actually just trying to look up what is it called those little flecks on the on the stem or the stipe and one of the words is I believe they're scabers so a few of the mushrooms I collected today do have some scabers on them if I'm saying all this properly or correctly um, but it does appear to me that I found a bit of a mix of varieties, so I definitely have some more investigating to do. Um, I did a little bit of collecting of some young ones. I found the cutest little super young one that hasn't even kind of... How would you even say? He looks like a little stubby nub. Yeah, I don't know. He just, I mean... It's, it's not really puffed out yet. No, um... He's grown up, but not out <laughs> yet. <laughs> anyway, It looks like a, I don't know, it looks like a kind of... Cartoon or something. Yeah, that's what I was, the word I was going for. Like a little animation. He should have feet and a head. <laughs> like a little face painted face. on him. Yeah. And sunglasses. And wander around. Like and a moustache. <laughs> yeah. And a beard. And a pair of Converse. <laughs> okay. So. Well, that's a whole other project right there, but... <laughs> Stock motion type. He would be excellent. Um, so who else did I find today? Um, I also found some Red Guild webcaps. Uh, I did not collect any of them. Um, I'm not really certain about their edibility or not or 
you know, the confusion with other mushrooms. That being said, I maybe should have just grabbed one to spore print it and done a little more learning. But uh, I, I think I collected about enough for today for me to um, to play with tonight. Um, I do have a question. Go for it. Um, so I saw a few things myself. I saw some old, fairly big slippery jacks, which we, we know they are, but they're way beyond their time now, I think. They were very insect riddled. But yeah, I, also I saw some of them too. kept seeing, and I keep forgetting what they're called, but the ones that are bright yellow with little white spots on. The arrogates? Agra? Fly arrogates? Those ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, there was lots of those too. And some bigger ones that were cool as well. Like, nice to see that you're riding along and you're sort of half paying attention and then suddenly there's a bright yellow thing in the middle of the underground. They are really pretty. Um, I actually got fooled today by a few of the little baby ones that didn't quite have any spots yet. Right. Or weren't like a bright yellow color. Yeah. They were sort of cream colored. Um, and I do believe that that is what they were. Um, and there was a few purple and gray ones that I was trying to identify. One of the mushrooms that, or species that uh, was coming up for me, but I don't believe it to be true, was uh, lilac bonnet. Um, something tells me that that is not correct, but I will, you know, continue to do some, some reading on that one. However, the biggest gift of all happened when we were getting ready to depart and I thought whoa let me take one more quick pee in the bush <laughs> and as I was crouched down I spotted two very large and very pristine not large and old and bug infested no no perfecto purple wood bluets yeah. and then I spotted a third and they were uh... They, well, they are beautiful looking things, aren't they? They really are. They in look fact, like mushrooms should look. The little, when you pull the out with a little base joined at the bottom. Yeah, and they're starting to kind of curl upwards, um, almost like a vase. And they're a little ruffly and they've got, you know, just beautiful tight gills. And the smaller, younger one is like just really cool shade of like a purpley gray. Yeah. I think if anybody should take the place for the thumbnail, the showstopper is those babies. Yep. But we shall see. I've used a lot of mushrooms as thumbnails over the last few episodes. Well, not these ones. True, but I feel like we might have to have a bicycle one in there. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so that was pretty much the extent I mean I saw many more things um, I think I saw the tail end of some some old huge large milky caps and some other really sticky ones that I, I didn't even want to collect or I just wanted to kind of focus on a manageable amount to uh, to look into tonight as we have some company and uh, yeah not as I've also just blasted through approximately 80 pounds of chicken of the woods. Yeah. I'm, yep, I'm okay with just taking a couple. 
Uh, any other edibles you saw or there was, evidence of? Yes, there was one other, but I'm I'm sorry to say I could not identify it uh, just yet. Again, I will have to do some more research, but it almost looked a bit like a sugar plum um, or a Saskatoon berry, but was not. And what was strange is that there was two completely different colors of oh, berries on the same bunch and in the, even in the same cluster yeah I did notice those with the start um, yeah. I also did see a lot of blueberry plants on the rocks tons, but no blueberries tons yeah I think they're done uh, I didn't expect to they're so early up in Sudbury with that rock I think but guess who's going to have blueberry pie this weekend with those fresh blueberries that are now gone yeah that's because somebody did a good job of collecting them yeah, shout out to Brother Nathan and shout out to Mummy Dear, Vicky, who's made a few pies. Yeah. Anything else on our episode? Um, well, I mean, I suppose we should also, well, we already did mention that we stopped at the old Poirier's convenience store for another cone, although a little disappointing today. Size was not up to your standard. No, it was not, but I think somebody's their wrist or hand was hurting so um, if you are planning a trip up here I mean any day's fine but we happen to be doing this on a, a Thursday and I have to say it has been pleasant there's hardly any traffic and um, yeah I think getting away a day earlier if possible would be a good start um, also I was thinking about this. If you had any camping facilities like rooftop tent or camper van or whatever, but I do think um, leaving, if you're coming up from the city, leaving on the evening before, driving somewhere, and then doing the Sudbury thing as the next day, if that makes sense. Yeah, so definitely. Drive up in the evening because it's four or five hours, probably four. less. Yeah. If it's in the evening, and then if, especially if you've got a know camping south is really easy um, you could easily just uh, stick that up and be ready to go in the morning I think that would make it feel like a proper adventure actually if you did that definitely and there's you know once you get up here too there's plenty of crown land and True. Uh, spots too that you can park yourself or situate yourself okay anything else to add for the minute. I will try to report back on some of my mushroom findings because I know I was a bit vague today, but I'm learning. I will also add Jessica's audio in now. So, I'm I don't know, a couple hundred meters into the trail and uh, I've already spotted quite a few mushrooms. Um, just sort of in an open area there's a lot of birch trees and uh, I'm in and amongst some very young ones at the minute and uh, it's even a bit gravelly and I've already collected several types of beliefs and a few other um, sticky topped ones that are you know quite similar to like a slippery jack um, but I'm not exactly sure what variety it is just yet but uh, this is looking good so far hopeful Let's see what else I find. And as often the way it goes, I find a couple straight out of the gates. 
and then nothing for a little while. However, I did just come down another path and it is uh, the land of mushrooms. There are so many different kinds of things ending and new ones starting. I think I'm seeing some old milk caps that look like they're on their way out and um, maybe some wood bluets I just collected. I'm not sure just yet. But uh seems there are a lot of birch and therefore a lot of bolites. So I'm going to carry on here. Well, we'll see. It's probably not that great. But who knows? I don't remember what I said. Well, <laughs> the editor will decide. <laughs> Precisely. So we are just approaching the old Blind River. And we're going to stop for a... I think coffee and pee break before our last last push to the Sioux. And fun fact, this is where the town of Blind River is where Jamie and I spent our little mini honeymoon night the day that, or the night that we got married. It's fair to say there isn't a lot happening in the middle of December in uh in Blind, Blind River, River, but it was quite a little magical night away. It was. So, Blind River will forever be connected to us. So, nothing else to say, so you just need to... Get lost. We are 